All right, let's hit up the hotline and welcome in Dr. Christopher Crane. Joining us now via the Blitz hotline from Tulsa Bone and Joint, TulsaBoneandJoint.com. Dr. Crane, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm uh, I'm well. I'm well. I'm excited for the upcoming NFL draft. It's one of my favorite nights uh, that exists in the sports world that technically doesn't have anything to do with a game at all. So looking forward to that tomorrow, which is where I wanted to steer the conversation today. I sent you a lot earlier today on an item that I feel like that we need to discuss, and it involves a potential draft pick that's in the top five, uh, maybe even number two overall. But it is Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson and his foot fracture recovery. Uh, we can start, and I, we've talked about Liz Franks in the past, but we can we can talk because that is what most people assume that this is, which is uh, a type of injury that he received in non-contact. He went to push off the foot and kind of collapsed on the field. Uh, so with the midfoot injury there, most people assume that it was a Liz Franck. And, Doc, those are rough ones just to start at a very basic level for guys that are of his size uh, that re- that require the explosiveness in the lower body to try to recover from. I know, I've known a lot of guys that have had to retire because of uh, Liz Franck injuries. Yeah, it's a, it's a crucial ligament in the, uh, in the midfoot, and it kind of, connects the tarsal bones to the metatarsals, which are the very long bones in the foot. And it's a, it's a huge structural component. It's where a lot of the stress of the foot and sprinting and in explosive motions uh, travels across. Uh, it's named because in the Napoleonic times, this guy, Lisfranc, figured out that you could amputate there cleanly because there really is no bony connection across. It's, it's all ligament. And so that was his big contribution was that that was a clean spot uh, to amputate. And so if that doesn't tell you that literally everything connecting into soft tissue, then nothing will. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a huge, important ligament. And especially, like I said, this guy's doing explosive speeds. He's, he's going for high contact. He's going for high level of athleticism. And this is a crucial ligament that sounds like it, it more or less failed. I could not find a reliable source to say for sure that that's what it was. Yeah. I agree. That's a reasonable thing to speculate. So my wife actually had one of these. She was walking into the gym and did not see one of those concrete curbs, just stubbed her toe and fell over. And I believe Dr. Stotler fixed it. It tells a bone a joint. And it was mm-hmm. an absolute brutal recovery for her. And we were told from the get-go, hey, this is going to be rough. As a matter of fact, I mean, she... Uh, there, there are times, and this was several years ago, uh, there were times where she looked up at me in the recovery process and was like, I, they told me it was going to be bad, but I didn't have any idea that it was going to be this bad through recovery. So um, she is much better now, but she is also not a professional athlete, which gets us to the next point on this, because from what I understand, after he missed the rest of the season, they went ahead with the procedure. They had, they had a hopes and the procedure happened, I believe, on November 10th. Um, they had hopes that he was going to get cleared to do a few things, either for combine or for his pro day workouts in March. No combine workout happened. We get to pro day, and they had the very weird comments that was when asked why he's not doing anything, and he said uh, the doctors told him that they did not want any sweat 
to hit the incision area, that it would compound the healing process. Well, then to find out that more than likely he had a separate procedure on top of this, kind of a revision procedure. So what can go wrong in procedures like this, especially when you're putting in hardware in the foot? I mean, the whole goal of the surgery is to reinforce that area and give it stability and, and if necessary, even reconstruct or reinforce that ligament so that you can heal in a way that allows that foot to tolerate not even just sprinting, but walking and, and pressure across it. Uh, and so usually, typically, that's with uh, screws, although they're getting some, uh, some of the surgeons loose wires to hold everything in place and let it heal. Uh, and in his case, uh, it sounds it sounds like that they did a second procedure to remove that hardware, which is not unreasonable. That's actually yep. somewhat routine. Um, now I couldn't figure out exactly if he had a specific complication or not, but a lot of the worry that you have is is either for healing troubles that you've you've held everything in place, but perhaps it's not necessarily bridging bone across like you'd like it to or it's healing in a way that's not anatomically the way you need it to. And so if there is a complication, typically it has to do with the healing that's taking place, even though you're holding everything in the right spot, is it managing to still heal correctly? Uh, and sometimes they'll even do things like uh, revision with some bone graft where they take uh, bone that's been donated and then place it into the space where you want that bone to heal across, kind of giving it some scaffolding and giving it a a way to bridge that gap between the, the two pieces of the fracture, assuming in his case that he had a fracture, which I, I'm also suspicious of just from his story. Uh, and so in those cases, you, you do have to revise and make sure that that healing process is going well. Uh, it looked like a source I found said, suggested that the second surgery was simply to remove the hardware okay. and that they just wanted the incision to heal up, which also would be something you don't want infected. And so sweat and workout and, and activity might be something he'd hold from. But it, it gets speculative, and this is a, a, a slow process. I mean, as you've got to unfortunately experience with with your family, this could be many months of, of recovery and getting back to to normal activity. So I'm trying to remember what the timeline was like, but I had read somewhere where the four-month time mark, and this is back to Tyree, um, the plan to get the hardware out was at the four-month mark, and he was advised uh, at that point right for, through the incision. But is that is the timeline about correct there on four months, or is that coming out a little bit um sooner uh, do you want it to typically come out sooner than that or do you leave it in there longer to make sure that all the healing is actually happening so where in your opinion is he at with a four-month mark i think that's not unreasonable the numbers i've seen are three to six and i'm not the one doing these surgeries but that it probably depends greatly on the healing on how well he's returned to normal activity not necessarily including high level athletic play but is he able to return to routine activity without pain do the x-rays show good healing and then no issues with union of any kind of fracture that's there uh, at, at which point hardware removal is is fine because the you don't necessarily want to take all of the motion out of that joint you just want it to be stable and so screws that truly fuse it aren't necessarily helpful long term 
uh, it, again, depending on how it heals and your level of play. But I, I would say three to six months wouldn't surprise me for a hardware removal after a, a surgery like that. So the recovery process, uh, in your experience that you've seen with people that have had procedures like this, oh, keep in mind as well, this is a professional athlete that's six foot six, two hundred seventy-five pounds. So you do have to factor that in with the type of force that we're talking about on this. Um, but from what I understand, that that this one can be, and I've you I've heard the term used, tricky in terms of recovery. That it could be, you know, several months even after you're cleared and you're already back to action, that you're still feeling effects from the injury. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I think the recovery period can be very variable. Uh, when we talk about these, I mean, three to six months for hardware removal is a pretty broad window. And when we talk about, you know, six to twelve weeks to be weight bearing, that's a pretty broad window. Uh, and so you you don't necessarily have everybody healing at the exact same rate. And on top of that, he's trying to reach a level of of play that is, you know, top five NFL draft level. And that's an extra step above normal activity. And, and that's something that adds even more to that recovery time to be able to tolerate that level of play. Um, and so, I, yeah, I would expect this to be a recovery process that he's going to have to continue to work at to get the strength, the explosiveness, and the balance back the way that he had it before the injury. Not that he can't. It's just going to be some dedication on his part. And the most important thing out of all of this is that it, he does not have to go out and perform next month. I mean, camp will start in July, uh, so there's some extra time there. It, it, I mean, they, yes, they have rookie camp and everything else, but the season doesn't roll around till the fall anyway, so it's not like they're requesting him to go out and try to perform on this in a very short time frame. And, and even if someone does take him, they're going to be very cautious with him moving forward with his foot injury. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to know that he's an asset, that not to rush through what his recovery process looks like and know that you know, a little bit of patience in terms of making sure he's back to 100% is going to pay off for their team down the road. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, I think this is still very early compared to typical season and even summer uh, sport uh, practice and camps. And so I, I think he's got a good chance of, of participating and being back to – to his usual level of play, and I think this is something that he's going to look back on as a whole lot of work, but hopefully a whole lot of payoff. Last one I have for you is uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, he's a basketball player for the Kings. Uh, he unfortunately um, had a finger injury that happened. Um, it looks like right now that uh, I'm trying to find a fractured tip of his left left index finger, Doc, and basically how they went a little bit further through was dislocation with chip fracture uh, on this. What does that mean for a guy that, you know, needs to use his hands uh, during basketball, and what would this mean for maybe one of the better players and one of the younger teams in the league here trying to fit in playoff games at this time? Yeah, that's a tough injury. I mean, that's obviously going to be a high-activity area for his sport. He needs to be able to catch balls, push uh, passes out, and be able to have the finger not be so sensitive. Uh, it depends on exactly the way that's fractured, and I don't have an image or a diagnosis in front of me, but the, the thought is that uh, it can either be the very tip, kind of tuft fractures, which are more often crush injuries, and that, that can heal as long as the nail is not particularly involved. Or you could have other avulsion-type injuries where, where the tendons attach on the bone 
you can have an injury where that tendon is pulling and then they get blocked or they get hit or we call it mallet finger, but they don't have much of that anymore. But in the sense that the tendon is firing and the motion gets blocked, but the tendon still fires and pulls a little fleck of bone off instead of pulling the bone into its motion, it just pulls its anchor. And those take longer to heal. Those can even sometimes require surgery depending on exactly how they've broken so that that tendon still acts on the distal phalanx, that last bone in the finger. And so exactly how he has that injury and exactly where it is become extremely important. And to make sure that we preserve the motion and the action of the tendons on that finger, it it gets detailed really quickly. And so that's something that the details of which are going to be pretty crucial for how quickly he's able to return. And and I don't expect that he's not going to have full function, but I would expect that how he gets back to that is going to be very dependent on the details there. He said tonight that, because uh, he's been using uh, padding and a splint on the injured finger, he said that he felt comfortable in practice um, in terms of uh, dribbling wasn't that big a deal at all. Uh, but he said that uh, the the one area that he was concerned with was, of course, shooting. And uh, he's been he's been you know giving it a go and practice as much as possible with this. But he's at least going to try to give it a go tonight uh, in game five. I think that's got a good shot. I mean, especially if he's tolerating that already, and the the physicians are happy with how he's able to heal from this kind of injury. Uh, that's that's a good sign. And essentially that. The the worst ones that require surgery, I think his recovery would be even more substantial. Dr. Crane, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much here on this Wednesday for joining us. You can check out Dr. Crane and uh, all of the physicians there at Tulsa Bone & Joint by checking out the website, tulsaboneandjoint.com. Call the main location at 918-392-1400. Or if you want to check out uh, Dr. Crane himself, there at the Sand Springs location, you are able to do so. Doc, good stuff today. Thank you so much for all the uh, Tyree news as we approach the upcoming NFL draft. And we will check in again with you next week. Sounds good. You take care. Thank you. That is uh, Dr. Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Again, website, TulsaBoneAndJoint.com. Take a time out. We'll come back. Jacob Unruh will join us next here on the Blitz 1170. So I'm watching a picture of Aaron Rodgers hold up his new Jets jersey. That's going to take some getting used to here on the Blitz 1170.